Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to another bonus episode, a short and sweet bonus episode of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. Now, as a reminder on these bonus episodes, I answer your questions, listener questions that you have called in and asked me. So today we have two questions that are quite similar in their query. I will play one and then I'll play the other right after. So here are today's questions. Hey, Stephanie. I'm wondering what some of your tips are when it comes to preparing for a baby for the first time when you want to maintain a minimalist lifestyle. Thank you. Hi, Stephanie. This is Lauren. I am in my third trimester of pregnancy And with all of the marketing that is given to me in this time, I was wondering if you had any minimalist swaps or um, no's to say about the pregnancy journey and um, growing an infant. So just let me know. Thank you both so much for calling and asking these questions. Now, I should say right off the bat that The journey, anybody who's ever been a mother knows that the journey toward motherhood is fraught with countless emotions, right? There's fear, there's anxiety, there's happiness, and those are just three emotions that come to my mind off the bat. But in those last months of pregnancy before the birth, it's natural to want to accumulate all the baby things. One, because you don't know better, because you've never been a mother before, and two, because you want to be prepared. You want to be the best mother you can be. No one wants to be a mediocre mother, right? In my case, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Ani, I think that what happened when I look back is that I let my emotions, I let my fear, my anxiety, and my happiness All those emotions got tangled up with consumerism. I thought I needed all the stuff in order to be a good mom, and that's because consumerist culture told me I needed all the stuff to be the good mom, and I just fell headfirst right into that notion. Looking back now, though, I see that I was totally and utterly and woefully (laughs) duped. By the time my second daughter came around, I knew a heck of a lot better. And I really just want to applaud both of you, Caller One and Lauren, because you're asking really important questions now about frugality and minimalism before you get caught up in that consumption cycle. So kudos to both of you. Now, I have some tips and tricks and thoughts for you both today, but I should say that I did cover this topic with a slightly different twist on this podcast before. It was episode number 130, and it was titled Eco-Conscious Gifts for New Parents That Are Actually Helpful. So if you need more information, you feel like I didn't dive deep enough today, go back and listen to episode number 130. All right, so I'm going to give you my seven bare minimum items for an infant, And then I'm going to give you guys some tips. I sat down and I thought, what are the bare minimum items that a new baby needs that you're bringing home? And so people may disagree with me. And listeners, if you disagree, let me know. But I came up with seven bare minimum items that you absolutely need. The rest, items 8, 9, 10 through 1,000 are fluff. I suggest you ask for these seven items. The first one is a bassinet, not a crib, a bassinet. And even this one is optional (laughs) because perhaps you will be co-sleeping and 
I should say, no shame to the co-sleepers. I co-slept with both my daughters. I didn't plan to co-sleep with them. I had the bassinet next to the bed. But because I was nursing and because I was exhausted, that baby came into bed with me. So perhaps you register for a bassinet. Perhaps you ask for a co-sleeper that attaches to the bed. But if you know right off the bat that you are planning on co-sleeping, then you don't need the bassinet or the co-sleeper that attaches to the bed. I should also say here as a side note that so many moms co-sleep, even though your pediatrician recommends against it. Parents are co-sleeping and they're co-sleeping because it's super convenient. So if that's something that you're thinking about, don't feel ashamed. Lots of us are doing it. We're just not talking about it because of the stigma associated with it. All right, so item number one is a bassinet or a co-sleeper. Item number two is diapers and wipes. Decide now whether you are going to commit to cloth or disposable and start stocking up. Only a little bit of newborn ones and go straight for the number one diapers if you are going with the disposable. Know that the hospital will send you home with some, but you are going to be changing an awful lot of diapers, (laughs) especially in those first months. So ask for size number one, ask for size number two, or go for cloth. By the way, I did an episode on cloth diapering. I'll link to it in the show notes if you missed it. You're definitely going to need some sort of diapering system for your infant. You maybe need a pacifier. My first daughter needed a pacifier. My second daughter found her thumb. Uh, The hospital gave me a pacifier for my first daughter, so I didn't even need to buy that. You will need a car seat if you travel around by car. And you will need a new car seat, not a secondhand car seat. So if you have a car, if you're going to be transporting your baby anywhere, you will need a new car seat. You will need to determine how you're feeding your infant. Are you nursing, if that's accessible for you? Or are you feeding with formula? I should say that breastfeeding is minimalist. You need less stuff, and it's eco-friendly, and it's cheaper. <laughs> it's it's free, even, I would say. At the bare minimum, if you're nursing, you should consider getting a breast pump. I got mine through my insurance. I didn't have to pay a cent for it. And you're going to need some bottles if you're planning on ever being away from your infant ever. <laughs> If you're formula feeding, you're going to need the bottles, you're going to need the nipples, you're going to need the formula. Two more things, two more two more items that you need, bare minimum for an infant. First is baby onesies with zippers, not snaps. So a onesie is a head-to-toe garment. It's one garment, and you close it with a zipper. Don't get the snaps. The snaps are terrible at 2 a.m. And so get a bunch of onesies with zippers, and finally... I swear by, this is again an optional item, but I really hope you consider it, and that is an infant carrier. So some sort of contraption that will affix your baby to your person so that your arms are free. I had an ergo carrier. Uh, I had I got it secondhand. It was lovely. But there are also those wraps. It doesn't matter what the contraption is. It's just so that your baby can be close to you and you can have your hands free. I vacuumed with my baby on. I made dinner with my baby on. The ergo carrier in my case was priceless. All right. So those are the bare seven items that I think you need. A bassinet, diapers and wipes, maybe a pacifier an infant carrier, a new car seat, bottles, maybe breast pump, maybe nipples, depending on how you're feeding, 
and a bunch of baby onesies with zippers, not snaps. At least, I would say at least eight of those. Okay, so now I have a couple tips. My first tip is for both of you. My first tip is to be loud and proud with what you need. Shout what you need from the rooftops and don't even feel bad about it. Your loved ones, your friends, your family, they want to help you. And so if they know what you need, you're more willing to get what you need and get less clutter. I also suggest you don't have a baby shower. I know in a lot of cultures, mine included, we have a baby shower before the baby comes. In some religions, they don't. They wait until the baby safely arrives before they shower the baby with gifts. And I suggest we all go down that route. Instead of having the shower and get a, getting a lot of cute outfits and a lot of plastic toys and, uh, I don't know, outfits and toys, those are usually the two big items at baby showers. Instead of getting all those things, I say you instead wait a month or two until after the baby arrives and then make your wish list or your registry, let's say, after you're in your routine and after you determine what you actually need. You're going to put that stuff on your list. The non-toxic stuff, the wooden stuff, the GOT certified stuff, that is more expensive. So if you know right now you only want your baby to play with wooden toys, you're going to want to ask for them. If you only want GOT certified, Global Organic Textile Standard certified crib bedding for your baby, you're going to want to ask for those in this after the baby arrives party or sprinkle or whatever we're going to call it. So that's my first tip for both of you. Ask for what you need, be strategic about it, shout it from the rooftops, and don't feel bad about asking for what you need. My next tip for you is to know your parenting priorities and budget for them. Kids are super expensive. They just are. It's just a fact of life. They're really expensive. And so be shameless about secondhand. Secondhand everything except for those safety items, except for the car seat. Don't don't secondhand the car seat. Also, make friends with parents who have children that are slightly older than your baby. I have two moms who give me size seven clothes. My daughter's size seven. So their daughters are in sizes eight and nine. And so they just, when they're done with their size seven clothes, they pass them to me. I have not bought a clothing item for my seven-year-old um, in a really long time, months, maybe years. I just don't buy her clothes. I don't need to. And I'm so thankful for my friends who are passing down their items to me. Make friends with moms, with older kids, but also if you have a buy nothing group or a curb alert on Facebook, join it and just be on the lookout for any item that you need. Be proud about it. Um, I had assumed when I was pregnant with my first daughter that new was best, but that was just incorrect thinking. Kids grow fast. They do not need what's new and shiny. They just need what's utilitarian. Secondhand is utilitarian. Also, I should mention to you to decide where your priorities lie and put your money towards those items. So the rest you're going to go boldly pre-loved or you're going to go without. If you know that you want your child to be a piano master <laughs> when they're old enough, you're going to prioritize piano lessons with your funds. You're going to budget for piano lessons. If you 
decide that piano lessons are number one and you're on a budget, everything else then naturally becomes secondary. I suggest you let go of the idea if you have it. I had it. Maybe you don't. But if you have this idea, let go of the idea that your child needs to have everything and do everything in order to become their best self. Parenting can get competitive. And just like there's that urge in pregnancy to buy all the stuff, there's a similar urge in parenting to provide your child with all the experiences, the soccer lessons, the swimming lessons, the math tutor, so they don't get behind. I could go on (laughs) and on, but I argue that kids need two things. One is a safe home environment in which their fundamental needs are met. And the second is an abundance of love. If you're able to give your child those two things, your child will turn out just fine. The swim lessons, the math tutor, that's all just fluff. My tip for you, Lauren, the minimalist, is to know that you can rent toys and send them back. You can rent clothes and send them back. If clutter is a concern, There are services that enable you to send back the stuff once your child grows out of their specific developmental stage. And they do grow quite quickly. They grow out of the developmental stages that they're in quite fast. I'd also suggest to you, Lauren, and I kind of cringe saying it because it's, um, it's like, it's like co-sleeping. It's something we all do, but we don't talk about it. Don't feel bad about returning gifts or re-gifting gifts that you don't need. You're going to get items you don't need and you don't want. It's just the way it goes. It's just, it's life. (laughs) Prepare for it now. Say thank you. Remember that the gift for the giver is in the giving. And the giver does not expect you to keep their gift forever. I should say, just let's break down the stigma here. I have a box in my spare closet and it's filled with baby items with tags still on that I didn't need. I re-gift those items when appropriate and I do so with a smile because if I'm not going to use it, hopefully I can give it to somebody who will. So those are my tips for both of you. I hope I did your questions justice. I should also say here, listeners, I have been having so much fun answering your questions. I only have two questions left. I would love this show to become a twice a week show. A bunch of you have been writing to me saying, oh, let's make it twice a week, three times a week show. I would love to do that, but I need your content. I need your questions. So if you have a question, call me. The directions to do that are in the show notes. I will answer your question in an upcoming bonus episode. If you don't really have a question that you'd want answered, but you think you have a question that somebody else might want answered, just call and ask it. That will ensure that this show continues on in its twice-a-week format that I'm trying to establish here. (laughs) We will be back on Tuesday with our regularly scheduled interview. I will see you then. Have an amazing weekend and take care.